you're welcome to create or die trying with Sagai. My name is Sagai, and you can, you can already see that I am not by myself. We have chased him long enough, and today he is here. So, Facebook Live, thanks for tuning in. Instagram Live, I know you guys are on as well. Thanks for tuning in. So, today on the show, I've got with me Mr. Chima Elua Ensho, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. interior designer by all kinds of things, but I won't do much of the introduction. When he's ready, when we are getting to him, he will do the introduction himself. And that smile is real, by the way, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> it's always real. All right, thank you, Mr. Schmidt. Thanks for coming in today. We appreciate you being here. I know we have chased you, but this was supposed to happen last week. Yeah. I actually told the audience, the guys, you are that you were coming in last week and then it didn't happen. Yeah. Busy man, See, making money all over Nigeria. This is how this thing works. Anyway, thanks very much for tuning in, guys, for another edition of today's episode. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. And we're looking forward to a wonderful week this week as well. Remember, no matter what it is, when you create your week, it happens exactly as you want it to be. It is in your hands. You can create it. Okay? Now, uh, last episode's um, uh, podcast already available on Anchor FM. We're doing quite a lot of transformation. Most of our episodes are on Anchor FM. I hope you have downloaded and listened to them. If you haven't, go do that as soon as this particular episode is over. And you know this episode will also be available on Anchor FM as soon as it's out, okay? So, today's topic, interior design. Now, it was something that um, took a while to actually yeah. get to, and we've been thinking about it for a period because it's something we have been at IC Studios, and me personally, and my business partner, we're involved ourselves, and I actually invested in for quite some time, and it's something we are completely interested in. Not just because it's about beauty yeah. or aesthetic it is, yeah. but largely it's one of the areas in which I feel personally that you can express yourself creatively. It's yeah. about touching living spaces, you know, like just changing living spaces. Mm-hmm. All right. So now before we get deep into talking to Mr. Chima about a lot of things, he's going to be here to answer some questions. I'm going to drill him a little bit to get <laughs> as much as I can out of him about this topic. <laughs> but let's just do some quick background things. Okay. Now. We as creative persons, we understand the importance of the environment we work in. And we know that creativity can be affected positively or negatively by the environment you find yourself in. So for most of us, I know we will feel the impact of what it means to actually design the spaces in which we work within. Now, to to even make that a little bit workable, let's look at what interior design uh, means by definition and how its development has been over the years. Now, interior design is defined as the art and science of enhancing the interior of a building to achieve a healthier or a a more aesthetically pleasing environment for the people using the space, okay? An interior designer is someone who plans, researches, coordinates, and manages such projects, okay? Now, according to history, interior design didn't start out as a profession, all right? It was something that everybody... It was part of the let me say, it was part of the architect's work. The architect yeah. conceives the environment in which the building is going to have, like yeah. all the rooms. He considers everything will look yeah. by itself. Now, over a period of time, especially during the industrial ages, when um, uh, wages was rising, a lot more people entering to the middle class, and money was playing in people's hands. It started becoming something of an artistic endeavor for creative persons to suggest ways in which an environment or a room can be beautified, especially different from other rooms in the house. So they were called on professionally to come and uh, beautify or adjust the aesthetic uh, appeal yeah. of the rooms within a building. So the building itself is one. Then the spaces within that building becomes yeah. the, the, the canvas on which these artists started to work with. It wasn't until much later into, uh, into time, like um, 
the mid to late 19th century that interior design became an actual profession. That is when it became something that was commercially viable that people were looking at, looking, you know what, you can do this. And by the turn of the 20th century, it became proper job. People can now say, I'm going to school to study interior design, you know, I really want to be this and this is what I want to do. Uh, Abiola Ebabela, Miss, just said, Shima. That's it. I don't know why one of your fans out there, probably one of your many clients, and people you have actually impacted. Now, as a sub for this, there was actually a friend of mine that does interior design as well, and who was supposed to actually involve in something. Cassandra, I hope you're tuning in for this one. We'll definitely get to you in time. All right, now, so Mr. Chima, let's get to you. Welcome again to the show. Thank you. All right. Um, a quick intro to the viewers out there. Just tell them a little bit about yourself. Just intro, very briefly. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, basically, Chima uh, Elua Henshaw for Rome. Oh, Rome? Uh, yeah, those okay. are my names. Uh, Rome is uh, uh, Rivers. My mom is uh, Andoni, University. My dad is obviously. So you can, you know, tell that I'm a full group. Well, all out of Nigeria and every time. I'm married to you, Ruba Upa. Oh, don't. It's fine. I just covered it. All right. And uh, basically, I'm a simple person. Uh, interior design is something I didn't plan to, you know, yeah, actually. Okay. Uh, I'm a, I'll, I'll say I'm a multi-talented person. Uh, creativity runs deep in my family. So uh, the essence, then just the, the essence yeah. seems to be more about creativity yes. rather than whether it's expressed as interior design yes. or in other areas yes. of existence. Yes. Okay. Uh, let me let me uh, let me let me say if I weren't doing interior design, mm -hmm. there was something else I, I were doing. I would still bring that that same level of creativity, yeah, level of creativity and excellence to it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. Some other things I do. A lot of people know me for the music side. Oh yes, yeah. ah yes, that's another part. For those who might have seen that face somewhere, Mr. Chima was part of a quartet, I think. Yeah, a quartet like a half. A group of people who actually did some wonderful um, gospel-related tracks yeah, a while yeah. back. So it was part of that group. What was the name of the group again? In his image. Eh? In, In his, his image. image. I mean, yeah. he was a star. He just retired, <laughs> and interior design is what he does on the sides. You know, <laughs> so it's one of your many expressions. Yeah. All right. Now, now with, with that as an establishment, really, there's some. They just want to like. Let's take it in a in a flow before yeah. we get to certain things. Now, from what we have described, we know interior design says something about being an art and a science, and yes. that's about spaces. But yeah. for you, what exactly is interior design about? What do you what what will you express that? Uh, for me, uh, personally, interior design. Um, you see. When you when you like when you come into an office space All right. or a home, what you see is is a reflection of the person that uh, that lives within that environment yes. or works within that environment. Yes, what 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 you see is a reflection of the person, the sum total of who the person is, the person's ideologies, the person's uh, mentality, who the person is. What you see is. A reflection, a display that of that person. You know? Okay. So for me, I, I take um, I take uh, interior design seriously. Okay. Uh, a lot of my friends who know me once again, you know, walk into my house. First thing that leaves your mouth is wow. But we should expect that. Yeah. I mean, what's the essence of living in an artist's house and not seeing a painting or a yeah. drawing or something? So so for me, it's it's uh, it's 
it's a passionate form of expression for me. You see, you, you can't, you, whatever it is you're going to do well, passion has to play. Passion becomes key. I mean, we have creativity is there. Yes. Then passion becomes like yes. a key thing yes. in the play itself. Pa passion, uh -huh. passion has to play. Uh, without, without passion, creativity is not... You can't really fully express it if you don't yes. have the passion because it takes time to actually build creativity. Yes, it takes time to build, build creativity. So, uh, you know, it's, you know, you, you keep getting better, like they say, um, uh, whatever you find yourself doing, uh, after some time, you, you know, when you keep doing it, after some time, you become so good at it, it becomes second nature. Second nature, you just do it without thinking about it. Yes. Now, there's something I want to take from what you said now. Uh, you said something about um, interior design being an, a reflection when you see in an environment, a reflection yeah. of that person. Yeah. So obviously that states is something serious. Yes. Now, we, a, a while back on the show, we were talking about branding and actually presenting yourself. So now I guess it starts with the environment you are going to be in. Yes. So you must not just leave your environment to chance. It's something you're conscious about and you consciously create. Yes. So effectively, interior design might be a conscious effort to create the kind of environment that expresses your true, your true self. Yes, your personal. That is going philosophical there, people. <laughs> like, seriously, that is some deep philosophical something. All yes. right? Now, the, the, with, with that as an, as an important um, expression, and then you label passion as one of the core things that makes that happen. Your creativity is definitely important. Your passion drives that creativity mm -hmm. continuously as, as a, a in between. Now, uh, the next question will be, how did you get into interior design? I mean, with your multi-talents and music and everything, <laughs> how did you like get into interior design? Okay, well, uh, back in school, I used to, I, I used to, uh, I used to paint, like, a lot of times my friends would call me, you know, some of the chicks around then who had cash to throw around. Chicks. Yeah. <laughs> so they would call me and, okay, can you do this? Can you do that? Because I was a handsome person. Anything that, like my family, anything we put our hands to do itself. That's you know, great. it runs in the, in the blood. My other brother, and, you know, bearing his, uh, he plays the keyboard. Uh, he's into so many things. Multi talented family. Yes. That's exactly what you guys are. Very, you know. So, uh, that was how I started. So from school, yeah, you were painting? School, yeah, I used to go around painting. Rooms and rooms, all? Rooms, yeah. So okay. from painting rooms, I now, you know, decided that, okay, why don't I just expand a little? I, I want to, you know, make the place look more beautiful. So from there, I dabbled into it, and, you know. And later, I didn't even know it was going to get more serious. I, I you were just doing it? Yes, I was mm. just doing it. I, I had to go into, actually worked in a paint factory for a while. You work in a paint factory yes. or you own one? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't. I don't All right, let's 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 not go there. You work in a paint factory. I actually own one now. <laughs> okay. But there, I was, I was. You know, this is a lot of times when most of us, for businessmen, when you when when we start our businesses, we don't want to. Uh, we don't want to grow in the process. You know, uh, we we think it's about hiring people, getting them to do the dirty work. Yeah, but. I decided that I wanted to learn how to do the dirty work, you know. Like so that, get into the nitty gritty yes, of things yourself. You know, so that really got me into the production as aspect, learning how to do it, learning how to, because like, uh, say I'm at the site now, I could come with white bases and I could color it. 
depending on how I feel or what I think or, you know. And then create a specific color that specific you want color. at that point. That, yes. that takes some level of passion when you yes. look at it. Yes. Now, it's something I have to share with the others out there because yeah. if you have met Mr. Chima before, you know that um, the story about being painting in school and all that and where he's presently actually correlates. This is what I mean. See, Mr. Chima will come to a place and just has to come and paint, too, just jaggedly painting. But while painting, he's creating the entire environment in his head as to what will go with your wall, what will go with the carpet, the kind of carpet you should use, and the curtains, and everything that will match with the paint. So, it does, I mean, I'm sure at this office, I used to do this, we have spent more than we've planned because it's always suggesting something new that we can add to express ourselves better than presently. And a lot of people feel that. Abiola Evabela Alaumi again says, Good to see Chima here. Fantastic interior and structural design that you need to see is wow works. Eh? Well done, bro. All right. So now I, we, we know that and it took a while to actually get that kind of thing come where this you started in school yeah. and it was more about painting and then you grew yeah. into being able to want to control yeah. what it means to actually express beyond the painting, yeah, to add painting. things to that space and make yes. it pop in the design words and all that. Yeah. So what was like the biggest project you handled that made you decide, you know what, I'm gonna start my own business? Where did, it, where did it start? How did it become a business for you from what you used to be called for in school to being a business? Well, I, I think uh, that was uh, when uh, I I resigned my job then. And, well, uh, where, where were you working at? Uh, I don't want to mention that. <laughs> that, so that <laughs> I just know the type of business now. Okay. Well, actually, I was I was into, I, I used to install inverters. All right, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. But, Something, uh, I'll say something phenomenal happened to me. I, I'm a very, I, I get easily uh, dissatisfied with, you know, when things are not, you know, up and moving, you know. Okay. I, I like to be, I'm kind of a restless person, so to you know, say. Uh, not restless in that sense, but not negative. Yeah, just yes, but unsatisfied until something yes, is well done. I, I, I love action, you know. So, and... One of the things I always used to, you know, say to myself then was that one of these days I'm going to end up, you know, doing my own thing. I'm going to have people who are going to work under me. I'm going to have people who uh, I'm going to say, do this, do that, do this. Uh, there was I was sharing uh, uh, this with a friend of mine a while ago. It was some years ago I was painting a client's house. Right. December 31st. I wow. didn't tell the new year. New year, yeah, yeah, new year. Yes. Yes. My, my wife, we were dating there. We weren't married. And she was with me that day. And, you know, I was just like, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I was wasting her time. Man. Like, seriously? Yes. yes. This man, not even on New Year's Eve. Yeah. You know, but funny thing is, I haven't, uh, let me say, I know how to paint, but I haven't touched a roller within the last say three years. My boys will even let me. If I pick it up, they will gang up against me and boss, what are you trying to do? You know? So you know, life has stages, you know. There's a time when you are learning and there's a time for you to end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and even when you're done, you know, you're getting older, you're still earning, but move to mentoring. Yes. You know? Yeah, you're grooming people to yes, actually take over and do this thing. Because nobody really is a success until you can't disseminate yourself. Yeah, all duplicate your own capabilities yes. into yes. the people that are yes. in the nature, all, that all, are working with yeah. you or working under you. All the stuff, you know, all that you've been stopped up with, you have to be able to find people whom you can groom, mentor, okay. and, you know, 
So now, effectively, how long have you been doing working professionally in interior design? Well, this is nine years now. Nine years. Yes, that should be years. 2000. Uh, nine years as well. We we did this. We started uh, no, 2000, 2009. 2010. Okay. 2000, 2009. 2009. Okay. Yeah. That's been quite some while now. Yeah. That's nine good years of working on this. Now you've yeah. had several experiences as an interior designer, obviously. Yeah. And there's a question somebody asked here right now, which I think uh, I might try to reflect. Then you can pick that up as well. Yeah. Say, what does he do? Do was asking about interior design and what. Okay. It, it does as something. Now, uh, from my understanding of interior design, it's a requirement for creating the right kind of mood, psychological impacts, yeah. all right? And then particularly an environment that can influence your thoughts, yeah. your thinking and your creative process in all. Because you, we know, we have talked about color here, we've talked about form, we've talked about uh, branding, we've talked about presentation. And then we know the impact of color in environment. We know the yeah. impact of even texture in an environment. Yeah. A rough texture has a particular purpose. A clean environment has a different impact it has psychologically on the human being. Yeah. So the interior designer is less of just the artistic, uh, uh, the artist presenting something in color or structure, yeah. but more about presenting an influencing environment for the people who use that environmental environment. space true, so true, you know so I, I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that well um the thing is everybody has you know their likes their dislikes you know um as an interior designer yeah it's your job to be able to get into the mind of your clients you have to be able to understand what they want you have to be able to you know read it's almost like being able to uh Decipher, so, yes, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Begin to look like the psychology <laughs> sitting on the couch. Okay, tell, tell me about your childhood. So, from the way the your time talks, you can see deeper into them and the kind of environment that they're actually trying to achieve. Yes, and then you can go ahead to deliver, to deliver. that to them. Yes. So, your work is less of you know, campaign this place green and black, and mm -hmm. more like okay, my client is this, my client is trying to achieve this, my client mm -hmm. works in this kind of environment. This is kind of color that will suit my clients' work, my clients' living spaces. Yeah. All right. So it's more a psychological interview than a business brief. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Now, now that that even goes deeper because we are crossing to an area um, that I, I think um, it, it, it will it will get into. When we show me saying something, sorry, okay. it wasn't a question. Of a guy, senior sage guy, I was hailing you. <laughs> uh, well, I, well, maybe we should hail it normal English. Eh? <laughs> Hello, good afternoon, Akasau. How na day, but you, we can do regular that. I mean, perhaps, but I, I get you, show. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Now, as I was saying, like the question yeah. goes into. Now we're talking about um, clients. Okay. Now there are two aspects to look at out there. There are people. Who want to get into the industry? We'll talk about that one later. Oh, okay. But the first thing is uh, there are some misconceptions or conceptions about interior design uh -huh. by, by people. So now, if somebody wants to go immediately go into interior design, say as a client, I want to like uh, give my space out to somebody to design or form as a client. Okay. What are the things I should be considering before I even think about doing that? What are the things I need to have on my own as a client before okay. talking to an interior designer? Okay, well, uh, before talking to an interior designer, well, um, basically in Nigeria today, um, the, one of the problems we have is that we feel that having a beautiful space costs so much. Expensive, but that's, that's the question I was going to ask next. People yes. think it's going to cost an arm and a leg to actually get this done. Yes, yes. So, so one should actually, uh, should actually, if possible, 
uh, do some research on the kind of materials you want to use, okay. the kind of materials you want to have in your space. All right. Then, um, when talking to an interior designer, you should be able to communicate effectively what, what you want, you desire, or what you what you would like to, even if yes. you can't say specifically, yes. give enough detail for the interior designer to be able to know yes. what you're talking what, about. What you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. And um, you will discover later that you know uh, you can make the best out of you know. Small money, yeah. actually. You think it's going to cost a lot. Yes. And then when you look at the prices of things around, I guess, um, you find that it doesn't work like that. I guess it has to do with an understanding of the interior design um, uh, industry itself yes. as, as a client, mm -hmm. and then understanding the kind of thing that you as a client want yourself. No, we have some two comments here. Let me just okay. take them. Okay. says, how do you determine the kind of furniture your clients need and how to source for them? That's okay. a very good one because furniture is a whole different area okay. of. Uh, how, how do you determine the kind of furniture your, your clients client need, need, and how do you source, source for, for them? them? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'll give you an example. I I did something uh, a while ago for a client of mine. We was we had to do the floor Melania. Okay. Yeah, and it was during that time that process that I discovered that we didn't have Melania in Lagos. Wow. And we didn't even have the kind of you know. Uh, marksmanship as in skilled, skilled guys who could actually work yeah, with yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had to go all the way to Abdelkuta. Wow. And that was where we got the guys, that was, that was where we got the material. material and the yes. people who actually know how to work that yes. material. Yes. So um, for, you know, you, you should be able to speak to your clients. Um, there are some clients that sometimes are a bit choosy. They, you know, they really won't tell you, okay, this precisely. But I would say give them options. By the time you you know give them an array of options, definitely they will be able to come to say maybe three or four of them that are closest to yeah, what they closest want. Closest to what they want, and uh, uh, there is no how that you know say you make two available out of those two or three, say samples. They definitely have to select one. One has to you know. Okay, that that gets me into thinking that this yeah. is going to be like a major. Uh, knowledge of materials is required on the yes. part of the interior designer. You yep. need to understand and know materials enough. Yes. And to know the advantages and disadvantages of each material. Then another thing, you have to, you don't have, you can't afford to be lazy. You have to be willing to get into the market, get on the field. And find out about those things. Yes. Okay, like, I, I didn't know that. It was when I, you know, got into the market and tried to look for yeah, it. Yeah, from one Lagos market to another. That was now when I realized that, okay, you didn't have Melania. So I was like, okay. But well, by the way, Melania is a kind of wood. Kind of wood yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, where do we get it? And it's like calls, contacts here, there. So a lot of things that we do are things you, you while you're doing the job, you get to learn. You okay. get to learn on the job. Now, yes. Sorry, so something just keeps popping up as we we're talking. Okay. Now I realize that, that that there's something here. I can some of the things I'll take out from what you said just now. Uh one, as an interior designer, you need to be on the ground. Yes. You, you have to really be in the market. You, have to be in the market. you don't just Google it up and know yeah. that this thing exists. You Google need to yeah. find out from markets close and far yeah. that these things are there in are the market. Yeah. Keep in touch with the people who are on ground yeah. and be on ground yourself to know, okay, this kind of wood is not available here. This kind of wood is available in Abelkuta or yeah. Badagri or wherever it is that you're going to find or you have to source from China or wherever it is. Yeah. But a constantly updated knowledge of materials based on street level knowledge. Yeah. 
It's that's quite street level knowledge. Okay, that, that's that, that's a one end. And I guess um, based on what Tinka is asking, and I can put uh, some of these things based on even other areas of artistic expression. Okay. That if you are trying to sort out what the clients, the kind of materials or the kind of furniture, for instance, that you said that the client will require, mm -hmm. I think things like traffic needs to be yeah, considered. All these things, yeah, definitely. Uh, things like traffic need to be considered. Things that are like uh, beauty needs to be considered. Yeah. Is, is it beauty over form? The yeah. form over function? Yeah. There's a function over beauty. Yeah. Yeah. A, what, because if you are in a studio, for instance, you are building furniture for a sound studio, mm -hmm. the kind of furniture you need to put in there, no matter how beautiful you want it to be, yeah. must be compatible with the sound for a studio yeah. function. Definitely. You understand? Definitely. So likewise, if you are flooring a space, and you, if a space is going to have a high level of traffic, you don't use some kind of shaggy rug that's going to die in Dying, two months. Yeah, <laughs> because of the kind of... Yeah. Kind of on it. You know that you need to get sturdy rugs mm -hmm. that can withstand thousands of people working on it per day. Yes. And all that. So I guess it's a matter of two things. An understanding of materials and availability of materials and also uh, um, uh, the, the, the client, studying the client enough to know what they want yes. and actually being able to give the client options. Yes. A variety that they can pick from that can narrow, narrow down. down yes. so when your client cannot express themselves well, give them enough options to actually yes. narrow down what they want so they can pick the best them from that yeah, let me get you something. Yeah. Above all, you have to be able to marry as much as you want it to be beautiful, as much yeah. as you want it to be appealing, as much as much as you want it to be exotic, mm -hmm. you have to be able to marry all that with functionality. Functionality. Function yes. is always a part of interior design. Yes. That is something function to take home. The function is key beyond yes. just looking beautiful. So it's yes. it's it's less about making the environment aesthetically pleasing. Yes. Or designing to function for the people that will use that space yes. and use it to positive effect. Yes. All right. Now, somebody said something. Aimero Emmanuel said, "How do we make our interior more eco-friendly?" Now, that is a question close to my own heart. <laughs> Eco-friendliness is something I've been very, very passionate about, and I still am. So, how do we? You no, know, we're doing this interior design thing. We're talking yeah. about material. How do you get into making our environment still look beautiful through interior design and then be eco-friendly? Well, um, currently now, uh, I don't know if you've observed, there are certain uh, people who are going into uh, recycling products. Yes. Like, um, you see uh, tires. Tires are actually meant for cars to run. <laughs> and then when tires are expired, yes. they are to use their usefulness. What yes. do we do with them? You see, they are using them for chairs, for furniture. For yeah, I saw, that. I saw that on, on, on the internet recently. A guy yes. used it for center table and all of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, currently, there's a friend of mine, uh, Woody, he's into um, uh, picking up, you know, old wood and he recycles and, you know, and boy, like and loads of wood. Yeah, loads of wood. wood. And by the time he's done, what you see is lovely. You know? Okay. So, um, eco-friendly, it has to do with your perception. Whatever you think uh, is good. Some of us are a bit, um, some persons like the African thing. Yes, uh -huh. go all out and color yes. or whatever. Yes, material. some persons might uh, like uh, Venetian blinds now and go. That's the wood Venetian blinds. But some people are more. Some people prefer to use bamboo. Bamboo as yeah. against wood. So against there's wood, wood yeah. Venetian blind and there's bamboo. Bamboo, bamboo yes. is a little bit more. It grows faster than trees and there's quite a lot of it around. So yes. I guess that becomes more eco-friendly than cutting down trees. Yes, fact, bamboo is even there. There are a lot you can. There's a lot you can do for bamboo. You'll never be surprised. Oh yeah, there's something I just remember. You told me about this. 
the 3D board behind us yeah. as the studio here is Mr. Chima's works. He and his boys actually came and did something. You told me something about this board. Yeah. What is it made from? Yes, it's made from sugarcane. You know the sugarcane you chew. Sugarcane fiber, fiber right? Yeah. That the fiber of sugarcane is yeah. what is used to actually craft these yes. boards out there before they become things you install yeah. on, on the walls of buildings. So I guess in, in the general trend of material design, things are moving towards more eco-friendliness yeah. in, in the products that are out yeah, there. Exactly. 3D boards are amazing. I can tell you there's a variety of 3D boards out there in a variety of patterns that works for just about any mood you want to set up your house in. You might want to look out for 3D boards. 3D boards. Yeah. And they are made from sugar cane. Sugar cane yeah. All right, I know we choose sugar cane. Once sugar is out, we throw the fiber away. <laughs> yeah. Now imagine that fiber being lined and glued up and then yeah. pressed to create boards like this that can actually beautify houses. I mean, you can't get more eco friendly than yeah, that. Yeah. And, and I know there are some things out there, there are quite a lot of people that are creating materials that can replace regular materials from recycled stuff, yeah. like uh, uh, towels made from, I think, broken glass or something. Yeah. And then bricks made from glass and a mixture of paper or something. There is so There's much. a variety of yes, things yeah. out there. And then paints is getting more eco-friendly as well. Mm -hmm. Okay? So quite a lot of comments out here. I know people are going to be proving this out. Yinka Ajidiju says, um, do you have difficulty convincing your clients on being eco-friendly? Musachima, that's for you. <laughs> How do you convince your clients to be more eco-friendly? Well, uh, uh, let, me, let me say this. Um, there is an extent to which you can convince a client. First and foremost, you have to put one thing in mind. When a client comes to you, the client already has an idea, an idea what of want. what they want. And um, if you're making a suggestion about being eco-friendly, unless they are going to buy into it, yeah. But if, if they don't buy into it, there's nothing you can. So do how do you make them buy into it? What what are the things you can actually say to them Bef that can help them get Be into that? Before a client can actually buy into that friendliness yeah, and all. Uh -huh. One thing is sure, they definitely have to research on it. They must know about they it. They must know me. about it, yes. And another thing is, they would definitely have to admire it. If they don't admire it, okay. there's no way they're going to want to adopt it. I guess that if I let me translate that a bit, <laughs> yeah. it's more like most times the clients are looking for something beautiful yes. that will express their environment. Yes. Now, eco-friendly or not is not their major concern. Yes. So you as an interior designer would show them that eco-friendliness does not mean you lose the beauty. Yes. That you show them eco-friendly materials that are actually beautiful to look at yes. and that can be what wins them over. That, that so I, I guess that the, the point is for most times when we try to convince people, about eco-friendliness, mm -hmm. we show them the really not so uh, nice <laughs> part of eco-friendliness, you know, yes. because of the recycling tends to, tend to bring up images of fairly used materials in yes. the eyes of people. Yeah, Perhaps we can show them that not all recycled materials end up looking fairly used, mm -hmm. that they can actually look brand new brand, and yeah. beautiful and better than their, their non-eco-friendly compatriots, you understand like yeah. that? So mm -hmm. I get that is that then we say, uh, which interior deco schools are recommendable? I mean, do we even have interior decoration schools around Nigeria? I'm not sure well, there are a few out there. Is there any that you know? Currently, now, at interior design, I don't think there's any university where it is studied. Taught as a, yeah, as a interior design as a course okay. in, in Nigeria. I know that uh, most of the people, most of the big time interior designers in Nigeria studied abroad. Yeah, okay. You know, interior design, uh, the schools, universities uh, abroad, Europe, uh, America. You know, but I think there are a few uh, places where you can, you know, learn 
general design yeah, itself. Design itself and stuff. But say if you're talking about a university, you want to say in Nigeria, I'm not sure that. I, I, I don't think I've seen it in any university's yes. curriculum about I'm teaching sure. interior design, but I know design is taught. Yeah. And then 3D modeling and design is taught in yeah. various schools in Nigeria I, I as well. I think in some universities, interior design is uh, is is done as part of uh, I think in some architectural uh, this thing, uh, form. I think it's offered, or let me say it's offered under architecture. I think interior design. Yeah. Okay. Aha! Uh -huh. It becomes like a yeah, sub class like, under yeah. that. Now that that brings us to something almost immediately. Then we're going to talk about this later on, okay. uh, but it, it brings it up faster. Yeah. So with the fact that there are no schools officially teaching interior design, okay. that means a lot of designers like yourself are probably self-taught. Yes, in fact, to a great extent, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of what I've learned, I had to you know sit down, I had to research, I had to put you know myself to the test. There's something we've been doing in Lagos houses for a while now. We are able to convert asbestos to okay. POP. Okay, yes. I mean, the, the ancient yes. old classic Nigerian asbestos series. Yes. The way it is, just leave it that way, we would convert it to POP. It's a trade secret, so I'm not... Okay, all right. See, so you don't yeah. even have to like completely replace the seed. No, you know, just convert you that uh, asbestos You're not even replacing the asbestos. We will use the asbestos. As it is, as it is, as the foundation to POP. Once of. you come in and see the finished uh, work, you will say, "Oh, you've done POP." <laughs> well, I mean, for those who can, if you can, I see this office actually had that same thing structured into. We had that done. I mean, we had our regular asbestos ceilings before, and then um, that that was completely changed. I came into the office one day while we were working on, and I asked, "What happened to our ceiling?" Because it went from squares to just one. Giant square flats, yeah. all up like that with four bulbs sticking out of it, and it makes a completely beautiful space yeah. to actually work in. So, now if you are as a self taught person, what were the materials or tools that you use in your well, process for learning? I had to read a lot. Then, apart from uh, one other uh, issue I have with uh, a lot of uh, our distance uh, out there who uh, teach you. They teach you such uh, uh, stuff of interior design and all that. Mm -hmm. Most of them are so uh, heavy on the theories. Okay. You read a lot of books. You don't really step Get down, your hand down into the into making of it. Like what we just talked about now, it took us two years before we could master that particular yes, thing. Perfect. I and my guys, you know, and we had to start somewhere. Then as we, you know, experimental yes, work, created, better, actually knew, got into yeah, it. Yeah, we knew we had to, you know, do this, make it better, make it last longer, you know. So really without um, without a practical experience, okay. it's difficult for you to say, you know, you want to yeah, get getting yes. this thing done. So I, I, I'm thinking out some things there now. So you have a mixture of research, yeah. in terms of reading, mm -hmm. perhaps uh, maybe even YouTube tutorials, if there are such things available now. I'm sure yes. you had a lot of internet browsing to do I even books. I had to buy a lot of books. Uh, it, uh, you know, we a lot of the interior design books, foreign books, some of them are not really applicable to... So can you yes. take them and translate it yes, like to the Nigerian environment? In, in uh, abroad, uh, Europe, America, I see a lot of them build their houses with wood. wood. Most of their walls are wooden yes. walls. We have seen that wall yes. there, cement walls. Well, yeah, you can't do that here. But I, the, the thing is, your creativity has to be able to, you have to be dynamic. You have to be able to, you know, 
Um, adapt your knowledge. Yes, I think like you know this, then adapt it to a particular environment that you're working certainly, in. Certainly, and you know, was, for me, I, 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 let me just say this. One of one of one of the things that we as a people, because I, I'm a, I'm a proud Nigerian. I yeah, yeah. yes, forever. I believe in Nigeria. You know, I'm an evil boy. My wife is here over, so that will show you that. I feel it's time that we begin to embrace ourselves. We begin to embrace our ingenuity, our creativity. We begin to, you know, take what we can do, show it to the world, let them get to know that we are Nigerians. Let them I get to, mean to express ourselves a yes, lot more. Express ourselves. You see, it, we, it, it's, it's, it's sad that we are, you know, a religious people. But yeah. there isn't so much coming out. We're know? not walking. We are yes. having faith, but the walk is not there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were saying something uh, earlier. earlier. Okay. I was I was saying that I learned something uh, uh, two days ago. Worship is not just about going to the church or mosque on Sundays or on Fridays. It's not just worship is meant to be something that we do in every, every aspect thing. of our lives. Yeah. It's supposed to reflect, you know, in our thinking, yes, in, in our, our thinking, actions, yes, in our careers, you know, in our expressions of creativity. Yes. God, God, God is awesome. God is supreme. God is God is creator, and He has given us the power to, you know, participate in that by being able to procreate, by being able to recreate, by being able. It's actually about you meet something. And you want to live it better than you met it. In fact, that doesn't even that doesn't go too far away from what we talked about earlier. Uh, okay, yeah, the question for you, obviously. Okay. Babatunde says, how do you balance what your clients want as against what you see as probably better aesthetically? So your clients want this, but you know that ah, this thing no they go well like that. You work better if you do it in a different. Way. How do you balance it? I mean, when when do you tell your clients, I know we're going to do it this way, or you just do whatever your client wants? Okay, well, uh, <laughs> we've, I've actually had instances like that where a client says they want this and you are suggesting this. Something different. You know, but um, there are, like, some clients could be easy. Some clients could, you know, trust you yeah, enough to yeah, say, some clients you know could, what? Uh, I, I, I personally... Um, I'm not trying to be... No, just say exactly how you run the situation. Yeah, some, some clients are much more... Uh, they give you the room to play. Okay. You know? They are much more open yes, to your they're much more open to you. Yeah, they give you the room to play. There are some clients are a bit too... Uh, also, want, when they want this, they want it that they way. They are restricted. Yeah. They know they want this and this and that and yes. nothing else. Yes. Don't change it. Just give me exactly what yes. I'm asking for. Yes. So right? I, I think you have to be able to... There has to be a balance. You have to be able to understand what a client would do. For instance, there are certain clients that if they say they want this and you tell them, okay, this will be better, are they going to buy it? Eventually, if they buy into that idea, you do it. It comes out nice. Everybody is happy. Yeah. But some clients, you say, okay, they want this. You say, this is better. And... You know, by the time you go that way, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, well, work out do well. you, as a professional, um, talk with a client like that? A client comes out and you know that what they want is not going to come out good. So what do you, what do, you do? Personally, what, 
uh, when it comes to this situation, in the past, what I've done is I have had to give them examples of my past experiences. Okay, you know? so you try to convince them by yes, showing them information I, yes, prior. I show them even pictures. Okay, this is where we did it this way. This is where we did it that way. This is what we got. This is what you know. And at the end of the day, if they are convinced, we go ahead. I, I guess also sometimes this has also happened, and I've seen it happen with you and yeah. even with some of the clients we deal with. Yeah. Sometimes when you give a client the costs of doing what they say they want, yeah. it actually helps in restructuring their mindset. <laughs> at the same time, you know, oftentimes. What what it takes is just to tell the client, look, um, I know what you want to do. It's yeah. okay. It's really it's gonna be nice, but it might not represent what you want to represent well True. in that one. This might be better. True. And besides, this thing that I'm recommending is actually this price, and that one is this price. One, have a look at it and see which one. I guess what you're saying ultimately is you will try to convince the client. Yes. But it's ultimately left to the client to determine decide. what they want. Yes. Because the final decision is up to the client. Yeah. Okay. Because I guess it also boils down to one thing. It's the client that will live in this environment, that will use this environment. They are the one that will actually um, uh, interact with it long after you are gone. Mm -hmm. So it might actually be better in the long run to give them what they desire, yeah. but try as much as possible to put a little bit of yourself in it to ensure yes. that you just at least rub off some of the hard edges of what they're requesting for. Yeah. So it doesn't come out completely yeah. horrible because yeah. it's going to be your work at the same time. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, so I think we have, let me see, a comment coming in from. James Wanko, watching you, bro, do your thing. Yeah. Like that's one of the people. <laughs> and then um, uh, we have an email reminder that says, functionality versus aesthetics. Uh, clients demands versus your signature. Um, okay, you're also coaching you about multiplying okay. yourself. Now, okay. for those who have started watching this show from the beginning, one of the things we talked about about creativity yeah. is um, God's command for us to go forth and multiply was not yes. about having children. Yes. Was well, actually about multiplying ourselves, ourselves multiplying yes. our creativity, multiplying our environment, multiplying the seeds we meet on the yeah. earth. So do it. Yes, that's like make, taking things and then multiplying them. Making it better. Making it better than what it is presently. Mm -hmm. So creativity seems to be the primary commandment that we have to do on earth. Like go out there and create. Mm -hmm. Take some uh, take something around you, move it around, twist it up and create something new to leave your environment better yeah. than where you are. So it's not to just accept the environment as it is, mm -hmm. it's to make it better. Yeah. That's one of the goals of, of, uh, of creativity and of course everything. Now I got into an uh, email question there. We'll get yeah. back into something. Okay. I, I don't want to go too far from what I talked about before okay. regarding training yeah. and being self-taught. Okay. Uh, now the self-taught thing will involve research, yeah. uh, reading, and then uh, practical, practical classes. You actually yeah. need to you do have it. To get on to, you have to research. So you interior design is not book matter. It's not. Uh, it's no, it's no, no, no. Nadu. Nadu. When you do, yes. that's where you find it exactly. Yes, yes. So it, it's really about practicals. Yes. It's less about the knowledge. The knowledge is important yes, knowledge as is a background, mm -hmm. but you will not be able to go higher in the knowledge until yeah. you are able to practice yes. your, your 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 knowledge, right? Yes. Okay. Now. That moves into something. You, of course, are self-taught. Mm -hmm. You had to do a lot of research and got into practical and then took years to learn and perfect certain things that are now your, like your trademark. <laughs> yes. All right? Okay? And I guess that also boils into some of the questions that Amy asked there about okay. uh, client's demand versus your signature. Okay. Uh, now, uh, there's one thing. I, I, I just, if you don't mind, let me just answer this a little bit. Okay. Uh, Amy, there's something about creativity. The essence of creativity is to solve problems for people. True. So that means it is not your problem. Not, it's less about your signature, mm -hmm. okay, and more about solving the problem for your clients. Your clients yeah. If you are creating something for you, then you can be free with your signature being there. And your signature doesn't have to be a specific um, uh, material or yeah. a specific uh, physical feature. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. It might just be a specific idea that every time you do something, people go, wow. Uh -huh. That should be your signature. Wow. The wow effect that everyone sees and yeah, they say, wow. Yeah. So for, for, for a lot of times, for us creative persons, we need to understand that um, your signature will be part of your brand. But part of your real core brand is satisfaction of clients. And if your clients are not satisfied, no matter how good your signature is, in quotes, you are not getting anywhere with them because they're really not solving problems for these people. So it's important to be able to make your clients partners in creativity. I guess that's what you are trying to do by convincing them, showing them all their previous experiences with these things. Look, let's look at this thing together. Don't just tell me this is what you want. Let me show you what I've experienced. Yeah. You tell me what you want. Let me show what I've experienced and I'll give you some advice and tips mm -hmm. so you can both work towards creating the environment together. Yeah. All right? So I guess that answers that. Now, as people out there, young persons and even people educated who want to get into interior design, mm -hmm. what do they have to consider and how do they even start to get into that? Well, I would say um, uh, get an education. Because truth is, um, the university experience is not just about going to school. It's not about the studies there. Yes, yeah. to go and it's not just about you going to school to uh, go back a degree and come out. Okay. There is, I mean, there's so much that happens there. Discipline yes. of, of lecture, discipline of delivery yes. for homework and assignments, and all kind of interactions and social. Yes. Apart from even discipline, um, friends. Connections, ah, contacts, yeah. you know. Um, Most of the people you will work with in the future yeah, are going to be your classmates. Yes, a lot of, uh, even in Nigeria today, we can see it playing everywhere. Uh, you meet uh, a classmate of yours, hey, I'm like, oh, yes. you know, for people who are highly placed today, I'm sure, you know, they're. Knowing people from yes, university is actually helping yeah, you to you know? So, uh, school affords you so much more than just um, you know the study, the end, study of end of it. The discipline and all of that is there. Uh, you get to learn how to interact with people. Social skills. Yes. Up a little bit more. Social okay. Skills. Uh, for for those who want to, if if you can afford it, uh, travel out of Nigeria. I go, get a training. Yeah, like study, a professional. Yes. Go study, study interior okay. design. If you can study in any other university. In any other country in the world, if you can afford it, it's fine, it's good. Okay. Uh, by the time you come back here, uh, you have uh, a larger, let me say, uh, you're exposed to what the outside world is, and you also. Uh, yeah, localized. Yeah, you know localized. what's happening. In the yes. So you can play in both leagues. Okay. You can play in the international league. And then the local league. The local league. Now, beyond yeah. that, what else? What other things can one look at? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people will be looking at internship or yeah. understudying somebody uh, like you. Would that be an option too for starting the business? Well, like you know, initially we said, uh, we talked about mentoring. I very much welcome, uh, you know, younger folks who want to learn one or two things from me. Okay, so yeah. basically, you are, you are open for intention. I'm open for it. I'm okay, guys, you get that? He's yeah. mentoring. So, in case you are interested in getting into interior design, you can hit him up on his on his Facebook page. Just Chima Ilua yeah. Ensure, sure, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can follow him. I mean, his comments, is, we have commented as him on the page, so <laughs> you can actually get there. Ah, see, yeah. Madam is also joining. <laughs> Mrs. Femi Dedeke Ilua Ensure. That is our Mrs. She's joining on the show. Eh? Proud of you. She's, she's proud of you. See that. Anyways, um, now, that, that says something. So, you, we are, you have about three areas in which one can go towards 
get into the interior design thing, yeah. either one, make sure you get an education first, and then in university, however, any area that involves uh, design or creating yeah. uh, creativity yeah. and environment and things, then you can study abroad, you can actually decide to go yeah. to international schools to study interior design, or number three, get a mentor. Yeah. get to intern with somebody. Yeah, there are even a lot of other uh, individuals who study abroad to okay. who are in Nigeria who are doing quite a lot of stuff. I think people are offering like workshops, they are offering yeah, training workshops and things on interior design and yes, things. Yes, So, and there are a lot of interior designers who actually have uh, regular workshops. I'm sure if you Google them up, you'll see yeah. a lot of known interior designers in Nigeria have yeah. uh, internship programs or workshop programs that yeah. have organized even in, Nigeria, yeah. even in Nigeria, even in Nigeria, yeah, we have uh, we have uh, an association, IDAN, it's called the Interior Designers Association of Nigeria. Nigeria. Yes. I didn't even know about that yeah, until yeah, now. Yeah. So the Interior Designers Association of Nigeria might be a good yeah. point of call yeah. to find out yeah. more about getting into the interior design yeah. business as a whole. Yeah. But I really didn't know there was such an <laughs> organization. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. I guess one, if, if one look at everything the way it, it's operated and the entire scope of interior design, mm -hmm. some things are core. For an interior designer to possess. Okay. Would you be able to outline some of those things for us? Well, my, from my own experience, okay. I would say passion. Number one, passion. Passion. Then okay. excellence. A desire for excellence. Yes. Like you drive desire, constantly. Yes. You don't want to be mediocre. Yes. You want to make mediocre. sure whatever you do comes out. Excellence. Excellence okay. is very key because that is what would guide you, you know, to. Uh, always want to deliver the best. Okay. You know, don't settle for less. You All know? right. You're always trying to look for how to make it better, how to make it better, how to you know push it out. You're always looking for, you know, I want to beat your last yes. job and make sure this one is even more yes. awesome than the last I, one. I, 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 for me, I, I, I use this is what we go by as in we love ordinary. So that we can make it extraordinary. extraordinary. Okay, I, I, I said he had to make that completely because the, that's the essence of creativity. Love the ordinary so that you can make it extraordinary. That is the essence of creativity. The ordinary is okay. It, it is it is well for you to be like that because then you can make it extraordinary. That is beautiful. So you have passion and you have desire for excellence. What else? Then the other thing you also an eye for detail. An eye for detail. You yes. have got to be okay, detail-oriented. Yes. Okay. Detail that, I guess that is required in an environment where a little scratch can mar the entire setup yes. of what you're trying to do. Yes. So you need to be able to see the minutest of details in whatever it is that yes. you're trying yes. to do. Okay, that's number three. Number four. Then you have to be deliberate and thorough. Wow. I, I mean, the detail is one, but deliberate and thorough is yes. another thing entirely. You have to be deliberate and thorough. That was okay. very, very good at all because one of the issues we have is our people are used to just um, we we feel uh, people are driven by you know the money. Yeah, we just want to make the money. And we think interior design now. Yes. When I get there, I'm going to make my first billion, yes. like sharp sharp. Yes, but let's not forget. Even the good book, the Bible says, in Proverbs, the Peter says that see us that person. Diligence in this world. Yeah, very soon. Which which goes to show that there is a point where you 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 get to do something so well and 
It is so visible. So Everybody visible. sees it, and then you can't yes. talk in the midst of the ordinary again yes. because you are now You're extraordinary. Now <laughs> I guess I guess that that actually takes it even there. There's something I guess passion. Um, I guess passion covers it. Yes. If you are passionate about it, passion will drive your creativity because creativity is the core. Yes. Uh, about if you are going to be influencing people's spaces and actually changing things aesthetically, creativity mm -hmm. is core. Yeah. You have to be able to see the regular and then begin to see the irregular in it. How does this become something extraordinary? Very true, very true. Let's let, let even look at um if we look at uh, let's say individual brands all over the world, we look at different companies, a company like Mercedes Benz, uh you see Mercedes cars are they no, are solid solid cars. Uh -huh. These are there is that drive for excellence. They, it's it's a taste apart. They're not they're not just ordinary, yeah, they're extraordinary. Yeah, you look at uh, the mercies of this world. I mean, look they play ball. Yes, they Messi know they play ball. Messi own ball. Yes, he behaves like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that drive has to be there. You have to be willing to do, uh, do what you do, to an extent that you you you're no longer just like you said ordinary. Everybody you're not wants doing it anymore. Yes. Yes. it's it's like it's the new you. Yes, everybody wants to have you know a taste of you. Once it's 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 normal. Okay. You, you know, once once you become once you get to that level, everybody is asking, okay, you once you step out, it's just like uh in the darkness. Can it handle I mean can it can it candle rather? Can it handle uh, light? Can it hide? No, it can't. Now there's something to, to even go into quickly. <laughs> I, I wanted to cover this before we get too yeah. far into the and time is uh, totally against yeah. us. Now um Outlining everything that is required for someone to get into interior design yeah. is one of the things. One of the things I've looked at as we are talking is, it seems the eye for detail and being thorough mm -hmm. would actually lead you into other things about interior design. For instance, yes. um, being able to look at the structure and makeup of paints. Because as an interior designer, you'll be working, you'll be working with a lot of paints. Yes. Obviously, you understand yes. all kinds of paints for painting metal, wood, plastic, mm -hmm. every kind of material. So yes. get into the knowledge of the composition of paints. I guess it's what got you to practically only your own uh, paints <laughs> set up right now? Because I can tell you guys straight up, all the paints that were used at Ice Studios here, except the white, everything was mixed on the spot. And the colors were mixed on spot, like they came from white, and then the colors were actually created right in front of us right now. So I guess once you get into that eye for detail thing yeah. and then being thorough about things, then you begin to consider things that are different. So you don't just want to pick green and use. Yes. You know, you have this red, you want to add the green a little bit to change yes. it a little bit. Add some yellow mm -hmm. and then choose a little bit of white and yeah. then create a new color new completely. Color. Yeah, that you can't even name. You have to give it a new name. Okay, <laughs> okay, like what we have here, you know, it's not just about the ordinary colors. We were tired of the ordinary. No, so we didn't want to do the ordinary. Yeah, so we, we don't, don't do the ordinary. That's <laughs> yes, we don't. So we wanted to push it out. We were able to push it, push it, and, and then got wow. a color. That, okay, you know what? That color just the extraordinary. It does it. You know, once you step in here, wow. So That's I mean, that's what somebody said last time. Yeah. Every time you come to there, he's always looking around like something new is happening, you know, <laughs> something different. So I guess that gets you into other things, and then if, if back like, into uh, this dealing with uh, you and clients. From okay. my experience, I'll share this one a little bit. Um, I, I found out that it's actually easy to give your clients what they want mm -hmm. by giving them something completely close to what they want, mm -hmm. but adding your own experience and expertise to it, mm -hmm. what you know prior. Because experience has taught us with most clients, once they say they want this thing, they will not rest until they see at least 20% of that thing. Exactly. Yeah. 
So you can't come ahead and just give them 100% of something else. So far, they can say a little bit of what they wanted in what you want. I think you can get away with quite a lot of things with most clients. So it's always about thinking on the win-win level of things, ensuring your client gets what they want, and you are able to actually create what is suitable for that immediate environment as a thing itself. I mean, it, it just goes on and on, and I'm sure this particular episode is not enough to cover everything we'll talk about it's in not, interior not. design. <laughs> where good, if I, I'm going to have to do, if I can bring the two, you and uh, that friend of mine into uh, on the center, we can talk about interior design on the stretch and then look at the perspectives. From, uh, from your two ends, because yes. I know your experience is different from hers. Yeah. She was my classmate in school, oh, so I know we have some training in, in design and background yeah. and all that. Okay. So she's now into interior design and decorations, and she does lovely, amazing work. So yeah. I think it would be nice to have two of you on yeah. the show okay. to have further extend this. And let me just quickly look at Alabi Kindemata is saying, how can you fit in your views into the picture of your clients, finally resulting your concept into accreditation for your clients? Making him say wow beyond his expectations. Uh, let me think. I don't think I fully <laughs> understood that particular. Uh, okay, How can you fit uh, in your views into the picture of your client to result in the concept that your clients want? So, okay, okay. I, I guess yeah. it's, it's more about thinking in terms of, okay. You know what your client wants. You know it might not work, but how can you fuse what you know what will you work know, what into what the client what the is client talking about? So the client gets what he wants, and you get to actually do what is right for that environment. Well, I'll, let me, because of time, let me see, uh, one thing with clients, clients love to see. Yeah. Sight. Clients love to see. Yeah. And I always refer back to your experiences, past jobs, pictures. You show, okay, look at this. We had this issue here. We have to do it this way. Look at this. We we'll combine this, this with this. this. We have to, you know, look at this. Okay, so because you see, the, the thing is, when you if you if you're just doing the explanation or it's, it's still so ephemeral. Yeah, you can't really see. Yeah, yeah. We're just imagining it yeah. right now. But if you can, you know, show them images of, of past projects yes. or even combinations yes. of books or magazines, they begin to imagine. They begin to see it. So visuals help clear up. Yes, visuals help, and okay. it's easier to drive the point home. So. And you'll be able to take it to at least a considerable point where your, you know, ideas, uh, ideas and, and uh, marry with theirs and you agree that, okay, let's have it done this way. All right. right. Okay. I guess that's, that's just fits into exactly how it is. And we'll come again, Mr. Chima. Thank you very much. <laughs>